Uh, what episode is this? Welcome to episode seven. Is that seven? Seven. Episode seven of Cracking Up with me, John Marston, and uh, m- mom of three, high on drugs, uh, Fiona O'Brien. <laughs> I am not high on drugs. <laughs> you had a little edible? It's a Tuesday, and the kids go to their dad on a Tuesday, so that's my time. That's me time. And you Tell friend- it to the court. And my friend, one of my friends, <laughs> gave me a packet of uh, salted caramel chocolates with THC in them Ooh. as a Christmas present, right? And nice. between, the, we're in a second state of emergency. There's insurgents going on in America and an impeachment. And I'm like, here, where are those bloody chocolates? And I just had a quarter of one. So nice. I'm just... I'm being responsible. I don't have to go anywhere. I have to stay at home. I may as well enjoy it, right? And, and, and cannabis is legal, so you're it's not legal. Gonna it's legal here. So I, I've I had a cup of tea and a quarter of a chocolate. That's a, a mother's little helper, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I uh, I don't think there's so much um, uh, cannabis edibles now that they're getting really fancy. Yeah. And, I don't think that's a good thing because how, how did that taste really good? It actually tasted lovely, but I made the mistake before if I took a half of, you get a square and I took a half of the square and it was too much for me. Um, like I'm not, I'm not really able for all this. I'm new to all this kind of stuff. Well, so I, ha- I have to just take a little bit and see how I feel. But I took it an hour ago and I feel very relaxed and chilled out. Me, my cat just fucking pounced on the computer there, and she's looking at me like, <laughs> like a piece. It's okay. I didn't mean it. You should give her an edible. But I get some from Vancouver as well, and they're gummies, and you're mm. able to pick the flavors, like tropical flavor gummies. And mm. but I have to hide them very carefully because yes. my kids see a bag of gummies, yes. they'd wolf into them. Well, see, this is the um, this is what I was going to say is, I I don't think drugs should be delicious because that's the problem. I once had a bag, uh, our mutual friend Derek gave me a bag of cotton candy, THC, Mm. blueberry flavor. Wow. And I was sitting on a train going to Just for Laughs a few years ago, right? (laughs) I'm on my own. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. And the train to Montreal is almost six hours. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to eat some of this to pass the journey. And in my head, I thought to myself, you know, I'll just feel chill. I'll, I'll fall asleep. I'll wake up in Montreal feeling all refreshed. And I said to Derek, I said, um, how, how long does it take to kick in? He said, well, because it's cotton candy and it's all sugar, it will absorb quicker into your um, blood system. Yeah. So he, reckon, he said, after about half an hour, you'll know how high you are. Okay. Um, usually it's a bit longer. So I eat this fucking cotton candy. And I hadn't had any breakfast, by the way. I just get oh. up getting fucking, I know. So I'm eating this cotton candy and it's so fucking nice. <laughs> it's so delicious. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so good. But um, so I eat half a bag and then. Um, now, do you know what quantities are in this stuff? Yes. How, how do you divide up cotton candy? Well, see, at the time, I didn't know what, like, milligrams and stuff meant. And I think there was a lot in that. Um, <laughs> Derek's a bad man for that. But 
um, I eat, so I eat a little bit because I think to myself, okay, I'll wait for, ha- I'll eat it half an hour. If I feel good, maybe a little bit more um, and so on. But I eat half, half an hour goes by and I'm like, I feel fine. I feel okay. I feel nice. Eat mm-hmm. the other half. As soon as I finish the other half, it's just like, look out the window and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> clouds are waving at me. Fucking everything's melting. You know, yeah. and there's a guy, and the, the train's busy, right? There's a guy sitting right next to me, like a businessman. You know? Yeah. Not, we haven't chatted or anything. He's just sitting there minding his own business, right? And now I just all of a sudden get, like, so high. Like, I'm, like, like trying not to freak out high. And I'm sitting, <laughs> grabbing the sides of my seat. And I kind of keep turning to him like, like this. Like, cause I want to just turn around and be like, I'm really high, <laughs> I'm really high, you know, but I keep, so, but I never say it, but, and so this guy must just see this guy next to him, 10 o'clock in the morning, just like keep twitching. And I'm yeah. like, and when I got that high, I just kept thinking to myself, how do you act? This is the worst thing you can do when you're on drugs. But yeah. I'm like, how do, how am I supposed to act? <laughs> am I supposed to be normal? How do I sit in the chair? I'm like, is this how you sit in the chair? And then, and then as if you ever get too fucked up on drugs, something really weird always happens to you. The universe always fucks with you. The guy who was, you know, those trolley dollies that come by and sell yeah. all the sandwiches and stuff. The guy that was one of those guys was a guy I used to work with in a restaurant. I hadn't seen for years. And he's like, Hey John, how's it going? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I just, and then it ruined the rest of my fucking night. So what I'm saying is drugs shouldn't be delicious because if you're a greedy cunt like me, yeah, you can. Because you eat it and you go, oh, that's so good. I want to eat more. But So I don't even see the point in them being delicious. If anything, they should be disgusting so that you can, you know. You eat less and you're aware of it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the, the chocolates, I don't smoke. I don't like smoking. Mm. And so um, I would do, I would have a bite of a gummy or a bite of one of these chocolates or something like that. Or a cookie or something Puff Mama had made because, you know, and you have to get it from a trusted source so you know what you're dealing with. Mm. You know, I mean, I have been at, I remember going to a show and there was another comic handing out uh, weed cookies and another comic we know ate a whole cookie and had a white out. Like, so I'd never seen anyone so bad. And he was white, pumping sweat, shivering, like looked in a state of shock for hours and I gave him some gravel because I'm a mom I always have something and I was like this will help you and he was like okay (laughs) and he took it and god love me just had to ride it out and he was just in the corner of the bar we were all in and we were performing in and he just in bits for hours and so I'm very aware of okay if if I am going to have a little bit of something I'd be very careful where I've got it from because you never know someone's just whipping that out of a bag that they've made themselves. You haven't a clue what's in it. Well, I was telling you, I don't know if I was telling you on the podcast, but the other week I was doing an interview with someone for another podcast that I have coming out. <laughs> and I took magic mushrooms, like a microdose pill. And it was fucking, and I took it and like, you don't, you don't feel in, like we said before in the podcast, it's like, you just, it's a, it's a nice little warm. This one must've been fucking dosed out the max. Cause I started tripping, like screen was melting. This guy had disco lights going on in his place. 
Yes. No, he had disco lights set up. Of course. Are you sure? Was that the drugs? No, no he did. You... That's what. <laughs> and as I say, that's what happens when um, when you when that happens, the universe always fucks fucks with you. Um, I remember no one. I had to double check with my friend about this because I wasn't sure that this was accurate. Because when I told people this story, everyone thought that I'd made it up. Yeah. Um. Not not that story, but I'll tell you what happened to him. When I was about, when we were about 19, pre-internet and all those kind of times, um, and, you know, you can, you know, all our friends, you, all you do for a fun uh, weekend away is you get the bus to Amsterdam, okay. you know, the smokers bus, they called it, fucking 18 hours, of a bunch of fucking crusty fucking drug addicts all waiting to go and shag hookers and smoke. I've never been. I've it's never been. It's horrible. I mean, okay. I, I'll be honest. Amsterdam is a really nice place, but yeah. the, the that area, the two is touristy, and it's it's like Blackpool with hers. But I mean, that Blackpool probably has hers, but it's 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 tacky and it's better see, looking hers. It's see, well, I mean, the women are attractive. Yeah, of course. Um, surprisingly, uh, well, I mean, not surprisingly, but like you know, they're you know, you don't expect it. You just expect like crackers or druggies or something but they're all beautiful women and um, because and it's they legal, all, they're legal and there. they and they full head of teeth yeah they're because it's legal there so a lot of them are like in school and they'll do it because it's like a it's like a it's a union unionized job i think there um yes. i know it's the, absolutely holland and stuff are very progressive that way with that kind of thing yeah um so it's not like a, it's not that it's um, um i can't i don't know exactly but it's something like that around anyway we go there me and my friend, we take uh, I can't. Well, we took magic mushrooms, right? We bought. You can buy. You can buy them from any store. Yeah. And the guy, we said to the guy, how much is you know how much should we take? And he's like, you know, uh, you know, take a bag each. That stuff and all that. So we were like, this guy's probably going to tell us too much. We'll take a half a bag. And then we sit in the, sit in this cafe, drinking a beer, and then we just proceed to get like so like, just so high, like. Like it was just like you know you don't know what you're doing. Hi, it's very confusing. Um, and then after a while, we go outside, and it's like a Saturday afternoon. Like in in the 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 touristy part of Amsterdam is in the shopping center part of Amsterdam too. So it's like tourists, people shopping. Um, Saturday afternoon, so whatever like a high street is like on a Saturday afternoon, fucking busy. We go outside. It's pissing down rain. And I'd been I'd been outside. I just fucking rip off my shirt and I'm walking about Amsterdam, my shirt off, fucking tripping. But the, so anyway, <laughs> but everybody probably is. Anyway, but the, the the thing that I had to check was, remember I was saying like the universe always does something weird when you're too yeah. high on drugs, right? Is we go to like the uh, the square of Amsterdam, like I can't remember what it's called, but the main square, but um, and there's a bunch of people, a big crowd watching this. Um, f- like a lot of floats, you know, floats passing by and stuff. Yeah. And it was, I don't know what, I've never seen them here, but I don't know what, what the equivalent is. You know what Haribo is? Yes, I do. Like the little gummy sweets with yeah, the little sailor sweets. guy and the, so there was all these boats, but they were driven on little trucks, right? And it was, it must've been an, uh, uh, an advert for Haribo or something. All these guys were dressed up as characters from Haribo on these boats and they were coming through the crowd and they were throwing loose Haribo, not packets, loose 
Haribo mm. gummies into the crowd. And me and my friend are just like, ah, what's going on? <laughs> like, and then years later, I was like, I bet because of like tourism there, you know, for people to do drugs and stuff, I was like, I bet the government of Amsterdam do something every week to like really just fuck with people's heads. <laughs> oh my God. You yeah, think they did that on purpose? Now, were those gummies, did they have drugs on them? No, no, no. These were just like child's gummies. Oh, people, oh okay. There was children there and they're like trying to grab. They just tried. I mean, like drugs or not, throwing loose gummies into a crowd is very, um, I mean, it was the 90s, you know what I mean? So yeah. back then, health, health and standards wasn't the same, right? But uh, Yeah. We didn't get, like, I would have eaten them. I used to, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, and this is before my mom and dad took over a sweet shop. <laughs> And you'd be dying for a bit of sugar. I used to pick chewing gum off the ground. The people oh, had thrown that thing. You were that girl from school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought that's all about you. <laughs> so I used to, we used to wait till it was warm out. You know, it, was, it had oh, a sunny day. Oh, oh. And the chewing gum would be a bit soft. In the ground. Oh. <laughs> and myself, you in the island, the knacker, is that what it was? Yeah, I, I was uh, myself and my cousins would be like, with oh, the chewing gum from the always, ground. It was always kids doing that. that was but there was plenty of flavour left in it. Oh. <laughs> okay, I need to move on because chewing gum makes me feel like the chewing gum's one thing I really hate. Are you serious? The amount of crap you talk about and you put in your chewing gum. <laughs> chewing gum is one thing that really like gives me the bulk, you know? And even you talking about it makes me feel sick. It really does. So even someone's chewing chewing gum and you can smell yeah. the, the, the mint. The, mint. Yeah. Oh, I, oh. Someone, you see it in someone's mouth. Oh. What's going on there? Where does that come from? I've just never, I just never liked it. It's just a thing. Jesus, I sometimes give people if I'm about to wear the head off them. I'm like, here, will you have a chewing gum? Chewing you gum? Want... You're giving it? Well, what? When you're about to wear the head, wear the head. I think you think it means something else when you're about to snog someone. Oh, well, you got too many things with a head because last week it was ride the head off you. Rip the head off you. We're, we're always doing something with the head. Something with the head. <laughs> yeah. So, see, well, I remember one girl, I almost vomited in her mouth because she was chewing chewing gum. Oh, smoking. my God. Well, that's weird. I've never heard anybody be like that about chewing gum. Ugh, it's the worst. Well, now I know. Now I know your weakness. <laughs> oh, I, gotta I, get out. I have yeah, gum in my, in my bag. I'm going to start chewing on the podcast. I can't be around people that chew it. I've had to tell girls I'm dating that I'm like I'm like they can't chew it around me. Yeah, well, I hate it so much. Breath. I'd rather I'd rather have bad breath. I'd rather your breath taste Ooh. like a pile of shit. Yeah. No, you see, I can't stand that. I've been with fellas, and I don't know what it is that they don't eat enough, or they haven't eaten for hours, and their breath smells like it's come from their toes. Well, and they're like, probably not oh. drinking enough water either, right? Well. Definitely, and Jesus, tonight. Well, you know what you know what is is something I learned over the years is like you, you got to brush your tongue. That's what all the fucking right. shit is. You got to get that tongue tongue scraper in you. Yeah, that's true. Because do you know what? When I came back from my year traveling in Australia and uh, in Thailand and riding around America, I went to the doctor. Because this will probably make you bulk as well. I had this uh, weird kind of rash on my tongue. Okay. And she says, she says, oh, you've got this really, really rare thing. It's called geographical tongue. And I was like, is that, does that mean because it's been a lot of places? <laughs> she's like, no, it's this really rare thing called geographical tongue. And it looks like a map 
but they're like white lines on your tongue. And I had it, like it took ages to clear it up. And obviously it was from, you know, dodgy stuff. But uh, yeah, but so I would be very careful with my tongue as well. You have to mind your tongue. I, I, I had an allergy to mangoes for a while. It, it disappeared, but um, I used to get, like if I ate it, my, my, my mouth would all get bubbled up, like all rashy. Yes, you, you told us about this and, it went, and you got blisters. And Mango everything. mouth. Mango mouth. That's the thing. Yes. Don't, like if anyone's listening, you, you Google it, Google it and see how disgusting it is. You think it's funny. It sounds funny. Mango mouth. No. Disgusting. Anyway, Fiona. Yes. What's going on with you? Kids are in, kids are online. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what else yeah. is going on with you? Fucking. Um, listen, the, the thing with the kids online is whatever. They have to stay at home. We'll follow the rules. That's no problem. The problem is I've one kid in the basement, another kid in the kitchen. I have a three-story house and then another kid upstairs. As you brag there. And the fella in the middle, <laughs> the fella in the middle had had to do a gym class. So he had PE. So he's doing jumping jacks and running on the spot and doing all his exercises in the kitchen. And then the fella in the basement's freaking out because he's in the middle of class and he feels like the roof's going to cave in on him. And then your woman upstairs is like, what's all the jumping around and banging? And the fella in the middle, I'm in the middle of a gym class. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, it's that kind of stuff you don't think about. You think, oh, they're just going to sit and be on the computer and not want you and leave them to it. They'll log in at 9 a.m. and you won't hear from them until 3. And that's, I, I feel like a classroom assistant. Mom, I need this. Mom, can you print this off? And then I have to go and buy ink for the printer and then I have to fix the printer and all this shit. Anyway, so they're gone to their dad. So I'll chat with you and relax. Other than that, not much is going on. Just doing the podcast, plodding along, chatting with people in Ireland. What's happening in Ireland? I don't know much about Ireland. Uh, Ireland has the highest cases in the world. Really? Yeah. And I, I don't know what's been going on. My mother claims she hasn't been outside of her house. But I don't know whether people just... I did hear about a pub near my brother's restaurant. I think I said this to you. And there was like 130 people in it. What? And, yes. And they had a lock-in. And 40 of them have tested positive for COVID so far. Greedy bastards opening their pub. It was over Christmas. Yeah, so I, I, think figured, people, I figure just, that, because I was thinking about that recently, because at New Year, my friend was telling me that people in our apartment building were having um, parties. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm so far removed from that world that I don't think anyone does that. Yeah. No, because I just don't. But then I thought to myself, what if I was 20 years old? Like, where did people who are big drinkers and also drug takers, because drug takers do, do a lot of, like, after hours and, like, crazy parties, mm. and people are like, they must be going somewhere. And, like, all these bars, I'm sure these Portuguese, like, I'm just allegedly, I'm not, and I, I, I feel like all these, like, Portuguese sports bars, you know, there's probably, like, a little room in the back where they're all drinking. But someone's probably going to go, yeah, well, all these Scottish bars, there's somebody in the back. Well, I mean, I, I mean, like all these, uh, like you know, like the the old men bars, mm -hmm. which is the same in like probably Ireland, yeah. where it's like it's not like yeah. oh, it's old men who are like ah, for sure, we'll just go in the back there, yeah. you know. Well, so I did really... that was a terrible accident. Terrible accident. Um, ah, for sure, there, Patty, we'll just go in the back and we'll get. <laughs> oh it my god, um, I, it was younger people apparently, and oh, okay, was it? 
And, and I was like, well, where were the police? Well, apparently the police were in there having a drink as well. <laughs> For Jesus well, I guess it is, sake. Is it a small town? Small town. Mm. You know, it's one of those. Anyway, so the numbers are gone sky high in Ireland. Uh, and I think is it that we are staying home and like you and me are doing, you're in your place downtown Toronto. I'm in my house and with the kids and they only ever go over to their dad and back to me. When you're divorced, you're allowed, they're allowed to go with the uh, restrictions. So is it because we don't have a lot of family here? I wonder if we had had a Christmas where we'd had all our normal amount of family, would we have seen them? I know my mom didn't. I know my mom and her family, no one saw each other in Ireland. They all behaved themselves. So I, I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, I know a lot of people who were like, well, I'm going home for Christmas. I'm going to get a COVID test. Yeah. And you're not supposed to get a COVID test unless you've got COVID or you've been around someone with COVID. Right. You're not supposed to just go because then people just start getting it. But what people were doing was we're getting a COVID test, then flying to BC or flying here or there. And then going home and being like, well, um, that's why that's why I actually had to end up getting a COVID test because someone I know did that okay. to go home. Yeah. Turns out they had COVID. Jesus. I'd seen them that week outside very briefly for a walk. And then I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to go get a COVID test, which was horrible. But um, yeah, I don't have COVID, obviously. But um, but that's what people are doing. So people are like, people are just like um, gaming the system, I think. Is the mm. right word, right? So they, on paper, don't look like they're doing bad things. People should, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Like, we should be staying home. But at the same time, like, I get it. If you're, if you're from somewhere that you, you're, you, you know, you have your family or relatives or friends that you're so used to seeing, it's like... But can't you see them in the front garden? Like, you don't have to go I in know. and sit with them. It's obviously Christmas people it's, just didn't stick to the rules. And now and now no, we're all paying for it. Well, everyone, well, see, this is the thing. Everyone thinks, everyone just thinks, well, yeah, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it. But no one else do it, but I'll do it. Ugh. And people are having a, people are having weddings up until recently. Fucking ah, for God's sake. Here. Like, having weddings. Like, if you, if you get married during lockdown, what the fuck is going on with you? Why can't you just... Like, if you're going to be with someone for the rest of your life... I know. I don't understand think, that. I don't understand go, that. Hey, the responsible thing to do would be to cancel it Yeah. for everyone in my family, unless you fucking hated your family. Yeah. My friend my friend in Australia got married. and um, <laughs> During uh, lockdown? Yeah, and um, my fr- mother friend back home, he said, uh, can you send... We're going to put a video together for, like, uh, you know, congratulations yeah, and stuff. So I sent him a video and I was like, I just made this. I was like, I was like, well, uh, at least you'll remember the anniversary of your wedding because it'll be the same anniversary of the death of all your family. And I sent that video to them. John, that's awful. Have you heard back? Have, have you heard back? Oh, they loved it. They thought it was funny. I didn't say it like that. It was. I said it in a funnier <laughs> way than that. I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't hope mean so. It. Like I was having a joke and they were having a laugh, you know. But um. I mean, you know, I mean, unless you have to stay in the country for some reason, you have to get married quickly. I don't understand why anyone has to get married during a lockdown. I I don't understand why anyone has to get married full stop. Well, exactly right. (laughs) You don't need to be with someone, you know, just, just live with them. And, uh, and if you're able to live, if you're, if you're able to cohabitate with somebody, 
That's grand. So you That's the biggest again? hurdle. I don't know. I think I'm too old now. I think I'm too long in the tooth. Ready for the knackers yard? Do, do you know what my kids said to me? They were like, you, you know what you should do, mom? You know, you know these women that marry the really, really old guys that are like in their 80s and they've loads of money and they've only like a year or two left in them? They're like, you should do that. We'd be okay with that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I'd have to ride the fecker. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you'd do it for, you'd, if you had a bit of money. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have any money, it would be... <laughs> Like, but how do I'd I'd want I'd I'd want solid proof. I'd want to see bank statements. Like there would be no, you know, pretending. I read I mean, an article this week, um, blog to you or something like that, and it said that the University of Toronto has the most uh, sugar babies in any university in the world or something. You know what a sugar baby is? So now, is a sugar baby? I'm going to guess it's going to be a young girl. And then there's an older man paying for everything so he can ride her. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, so it depends. So I had a, one of my old roommates kind of had a situation like that with a guy. And she was young. She was in her 20s, early 20s. Yeah. And guys would just find them on Instagram. I guess like young girls post like, you know, like tits out, you know, whatever. You know, just very thirsty pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, guys will message you just... And, They'll be like, uh, this. I remember the one situation the girl was, and I don't know for sure. This is what she told me, but could have been. But this guy basically would send her money, and all he would, all she, all that she would have to do is send him a picture of her in her lingerie once a week or something, and he'd send her a couple hundred bucks. But these guys, there's a lot of guys who are like made a lot of money, and they just they're lonely guys or they're too busy to have relationships or, and I read in this article that a lot of these guys are in their forties. Yeah. I was like, I could be a sugar daddy, but I was like, I got no money. (laughs) Be the worst sugar daddy of all time. Yeah. How could you be a sugar daddy? I also don't like, I'd also like never ask for nudes because I'd be too polite. You know, I got no no money and I don't want to see your tits. So yeah, but like we talked about this before on here and this nude pictures, like somebody, my daughter, um, well, she's definitely got a file as stop it. As far as I know, she's very behaves herself because I'm, I have scared the shite out of her about stuff like this. Um, and so I, a guy messaged her recently and I wrote a joke and asked for a photograph. Mm. And, and so we sent him, I said, here, and I sent him a big picture of my hairy cesarean scar. <laughs> was it what, just a random guy? Just a random, but an older guy. Mm. And I know, I know other people who have, um, I know other teenagers, random guys, they'll just see a pretty face. And you can be in a tracksuit. You could not like dressed up, not showing off any skin. And they will hope that you're young and you're vulnerable and naive and they'll send a message. And then they'll hope you'll be so thrilled to be getting some attention that you're going to give them something back. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that is a really dark thing that is the part of the internet now. But I remember even pre-internet, when I was at school, my sister would be 15. Mm-hmm. She'd be dating guys that were 21, and they all would be. And these guys that were 21 would come to school in their cars, pick up the girls and take yeah. them wherever. Yeah. And everyone used to be like, oh, that's so cool. She's dating like a 21-year-old guy. And then looking back on it in hindsight, I'm just like, Jesus. But do you remember, what's your woman's name? Mandy. 
and she was with your man from the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, not, it's not Mandy Moore, is it? Mandy? No, Mandy Moore, someone else. Uh, Mandy, I know who you're talking about, but he was. Um, who was she with? Which which um, of the Rolling Stones was it? The Wood uh, Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood. Now he likes a young girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ, should say that. Well, back then, years ago, I remember on Wogan and all these, and she was 15, mm. and he was dating her, and he was like in his 40s. Do you remember all that? And it was all was over just, the newspapers and nobody just, gave a shite. No, no one gives a shit because I was just watching the Bee Gees documentary. Yeah. And one of them was dating Lulu when she was like 16. And um, your man, David Bowie, he was dating young girls under f- f- 16. Uh, you don't know. See, that's, David see this is a problem, no, right? This, this, I like this is him. <laughs> I know. You like him? He's a pedo, right? So no, he is not. They're now, all pedos. Elvis? All pedos. Elvis? Elvis was a pedo. Your woman was what, 14, 15? Yeah, and yeah. he brought her to live in Graceland. See, now all, her All of these guys in the 60s, 70s did it. And they is, is it? Okay, then like go fuck. Sorry, my cat's just you're, destroyed this entire cell. Hold on. Your light's gone off. Do you oh, not pay your bill? Hold on. I'm just gonna pause. Sorry about that. My cat uh, just destroyed the the whole thing because she's just a little cunt and I didn't know your cat was able to turn the lights on and off. It's very talented. She's, you know, you know what women are like when they're hungry. No, they'll just destroy things. That's essentially. It doesn't matter what animal you are. If you're female, you're hungry and you need attention. You'll just fucking do anything you need. You'll destroy the place. I never let myself get to that state. You always have to. You always have to have a snack. I was uh Yeah. Um. What were we talking about before there? Before we. Pedophiles. You were you were desecrating uh, Elvis and David Bowie and everything. Well, you, you know what uh, you know what I find interesting because David Bowie was, it was his birthday last week I think. Yeah. Um, as all these guys were doing it, and it was just fairly normalized, right? I don't I didn't live back then, so I don't know what it was like. But but the the, the thing about now is, and you just did it was people are very selective about. They're like this guy's a pedo, but I like this guy, so I'm not going to believe it. You know, but they're all they're all shagging teenagers. I don't like Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I was watching I was watching Elvis's comeback special last week, uh, 1968. And right. in the front row, all these girls are like 13. And they're dressed, they're dressed like women, but they're they're 13. And he's like he's like, you know, romanticizing them and being all flirty with them. He's in his forties. So, I, now I have a theory about this. I think that those men are extremely insecure and don't know how to talk to a woman their own age. And they know a bit of money or a bit of fame can blind a young girl where an older woman would go and tell them to fuck off. Or, you know what I mean? If, it, like if, if a guy was thinking, oh, I throw a few drinks at you and some money and you'll drop your knickers. I'd be like, eh, piss off. Where a young girl might be swayed by know? that. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, hang, hang on. It depends on how much drink you've thrown at me. <laughs> I, know, I, was like, a- I don't think that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm at an age... It's definitely... Uh, it's definitely um, yeah. You st- like, I'm at an age now where you still need to be careful about who you're meeting. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think to myself, geez, well, I'm a mom now and I have three kids. I can't be going off and... Just fucking having one night stands and any of you know you just kind of have to build more self-respect for yourself. It's not like years ago. 
when I was in my twenties and you just go and have a bit of a laugh with someone, you know, you, you, and, you and the girls in that yeah. house. Yeah. McDonald's and writing the head off them. Yeah. With our, our revolving door. Um, but like you have to be, but what I'm saying is, I don't know, there's an awful lot of chancers out there, but do you, do, do men find that? Are there women like that? Oh, there's women messaging me all the time. Um, I have no. to block them, block them. Seriously? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but, um, <laughs> uh, I don't think, I mean, women don't do it because I don't think they do it like that, but I don't think so. Um, but men, yeah, men, men definitely do it. I mean, I, any woman that I know, their DMs are a disgrace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I get a few fellas messaging me now over the comedy and whatever, but they're all like, I would say late sixties, early seventies sending mm -hmm. me messages and Oh, I'm Irish. And Oh, we should. And there was one fella in particular and he had a surname of a guy that I had worked with and I got them confused. And he was like, Oh, I must meet you downtown for a drink. And I was like, uh, yeah, grand, whatever. And then I realized it wasn't him at all. I just obviously didn't arrange it, but, uh, because the fella I'd worked with before wasn't looking for anything. He he was like, he want, he produced something. He wanted me to work with him on something. And then this other fella, but they're all like that. So they're the ones that contact me are older, like late 60s, 70s, all silver surfers. People are, I, I mean, a lot of guys are very chancy. They're just, what I think what people do in the, uh, is I think they'll just message a hundred people. Yeah. See if anyone responds. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because last time I was on, uh, before my, my most recent relationship, and I was on Match.com, I met up with this fella and complete chancer now, complete chancer. But at the time, I didn't give a shite. I wanted a night out. And we went out and we were drinking and snogged and all the rest of it. And then he messaged the next night and was like, do you want to meet up again? And I was like, eh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I, I said, how's your night going? Oh, you're going to kill me. I'm out on a date with this other woman. And I'm like, what? So I'm not used to that. And I, I don't know whether that's a North American or an American thing where you go out on dates with, with lots of people. Yeah, and, then, and, and then there's one that then you decide, okay, I'm going to be exclusive with that one. In Ireland, you don't do that. You just pick someone and you go for it and it works or it doesn't. You don't just take a few for a test drive at the same time. I think, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's North American thing, but may, I think it is, it does happen here, but I don't know if it's just a, a modern thing. Is that what, dating? I think is that's that called dating? dating is now because I was on a podcast, a sex and dating podcast this week. Uh, we're talking about that, how people would just go on dates. And they'd be like, oh, I just met this guy for a coffee. And then that was it. I was on a date. And I'm like, what the fuck's like, yeah. So, but what happens is, you know, if you're on Tinder or whatever, you got fucking a million messages from all these guys. And then you're, you know, you're just basically playing them all off or, or deciding which one you want to fucking date or you're dating a few. I know people are dating like a couple of people at a time. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess no one has anything better to do with their time. I wouldn't have the bloody energy for that shite. No, I can't be fucked. Yeah, and the money. Be money. Because well, these fucking Canadian cunts, they don't fucking pay anything on dates. Stop it. Much. Don't buy Canadian. drinks, they don't buy dinner, they don't do anything. No. Well, if I go, I always insist on paying half. Oh, exactly, right? Because you're, you're a nice, decent human being. Yeah. But, I, but there is a definitely a dating thing here where you're like, if you ask someone out, they, they expect you to pay. 
Well, if they, okay, so if that person did the asking, they're doing the paying. Which I, right. I mean, see, this is the thing. I don't mind doing, if I ask someone out, then I will pay. And I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. What I have a problem with is someone like, you know, at least pretend you're getting your purse out. <laughs> yeah. you, you do that, just pull it out. Yeah. Just pre- we both know that you're not going to pay. Yeah. But just pretend. I think Jim right. Jeffries has a bit about that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. He goes, that's, he goes. That's. I think he said that's why lesbians are so miserable because they've always got to go Dutch. Uh, <laughs> right. I might explore that avenue. Lesbians. Yeah. Are you allowed? Are you allowed to go and explore and see if you like it and then decide? Yeah, it's modern, right? It's modern. <laughs> oh, jeez, I have to get organized. I'm going to come out of this pandemic, this lockdown, a whole new person now. It's going to be fabulous. You're going to have like half your head shaved. I no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. It gets well, very you, cold. Once you get your, once you get your mouth around one vagina. I no, 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 no. I will not be doing that. Okay. <laughs> There's no way I could cope with that. Now let's change tactic. You, you. <laughs> just when it was getting spicy for everyone. No. I know. Can I just say, um, a lady messaged me during the week, Tanya. Hello, Tanya. She, she listens to us when she's out in her walking. Hello, and she says that when we talk about sex, she gets more steps in. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. So, so she got loads of steps in on episode six. And then, of course, we have to say hello to our, our top fan, Craig. How are you, Craig? I Craig, hope you're Where's getting... our fucking theme tune? You can't, come on. Stop that. Craig's been very good. Oh, and I'm might, kidding. Might, hello, Craig. Might, How are you? He might do us a theme tune. He might do us a theme tune. But um, anyway, I was going to change. You started a new adventure this week. Tell us about it. I, started, I went to an acting class last night, like yeah. indoors with people. Yeah. Fuck it. It was so weird because the class was really late as well. I bet you it'll be cancelled now, I'll tell you. Oh, I think so. Um, but the, <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, fuck, cat, fuck off. Sorry. Would you ever feed that bleeding cat? I know, but she, um, I fed the cat. She's just, she's just, she's, the tip, that's what I'm saying. She's just being bossy. Dottie, were you about to say being a typical woman? You were. I can see it in your face. <laughs> typical cunty women demand <laughs> food when I'm busy. Right. No, I'm, um, she's, she's just. Tell she, us about the acting class. Never mind, Barry. She's fucking raging. See her face. She's raging. Like her face is just sitting <laughs> staring at me. Um, yeah. So I, I, I signed up for an online one. This is at the start of last lockdown. And I, we've, I thought that the lockdown would have ended by now. Yeah. Um, so, so I didn't think it was going to happen. And then because it's film in, uh, in uh, the film industry, you're Has technically allowed to do it as long as that industry is oh. open. Because yeah. it's training, so I guess there's a loophole. Okay. So it was on late too. It was like it didn't finish till like eleven thirty, and I was like, Jesus Christ! So you know, you get I get nervous being in front of strange people I've never met before doing something like that, right? But then there's obviously having not been around people for so long. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and I didn't know what it was going to be like with the masks on, and it was fine. It was. It was like, I think there was eight people, seven people in the class. We're all distanced. There was like protectors between the things. And it was, it was actually, you know, it was kind of nice to just sort of have a sense of 
something vaguely normal. Yeah. Even though we're wearing masks, but but it was also like one of those things where I was like, oh, I, I want to be home, even though I, even though I'm mm. dying to go out. Yeah. You know, you get you get in that way where you're just becoming so used to being at home. I know. This is my worry. Do you know what I mean like? Uh, I know. So we're, we're gonna doing, have to force ourselves back out. Well, so we're doing acting in the. Uh, and was it all theory, or were you doing some improv? Or? It was just a beginner's thing. So it was like he was just getting his up on. It was like on camera acting. Just getting okay. used to be on camera. You could take your mask off when you're on camera. Yeah. And he's getting. And how, his, how old were the people in the class? Pretty young. Okay. Twenties. Um. Yeah, it was a nice, they were kind of, I mean, because I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder how many people will sign up for this because it's mm-hmm. like of the times. And I guess if people are signing up for it, then you, you're probably going to get a cool group of people who are okay. You know what I mean? Like, because I yeah. thought people might be a bit weird about, you know, they, they had all the precautions in place, but they weren't like being stringent about it. You know what I mean? They were just being, it was very casual, but I don't know, you know, like, it's it's so crazy to me that I can go do that, you know. Yeah. And then you can't do that with your pals, or you can't go to a comedy club. I know. What's the difference between acting in a class and a fucking comedy club? It's the same fucking oh, thing. Yeah. Or or meeting seven people inside, but because it's it's a class, you're allowed. I was in um I was in Whole Foods on Sunday because mm-hmm. I'm a fancy bitch. Show off. And um, I'm skint now though. <laughs> I've only ever worked in Whole Foods. I've never been in there. It's so it's it's great. It has everything I like, but it's so fucking expensive. Jesus Christ! I won't tell you how much I spent. But um, <laughs> um, there was people in Whole Foods, young girls who'd obviously arranged to meet up in Whole Foods mm-hmm. to see each other, and they all met down a set. I went down an aisle and I see these couple of girls, and then a couple of other girls, and they're all like, "Oh, hi, blah blah," you know. <laughs> so that's what people are doing. They're they're meeting in grocery stores to hang out. No way. Yeah. Because in my grocery store, like you're the only person in the aisle. You know, I kind of go when it's quiet. I don't, I don't meet anybody. Well, what kind of store is it? Like a... A supermarket, Sobeys. Right. If you live in that, yeah, but this was like Whole Foods, so it's a more of a bougie area, right? So... Oh. Jesus. Well, and are they allowed to get coffee and sit down? Is that no, no, part no, no. of the... No, We're just no. walking around with each other, right? Because, like, essentially, as soon as you're in the store... Yeah. What the fuck are they going to do, right? Yeah. Well, they'll be cracking down on it now. So so you're supposed to do this... How many classes are you supposed to take? What? Did, how many did you signed up for? I can't remember if it was six or eight. Okay. And then what What you get at the end of it? You're an actor? Yeah. Uh, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a part, a part in a movie. Well, it's actually the the acting class is for a casting agency, and from what I gather, they kind of like they they kind of prepped you for casting, and then they, I I think I remember them reading reading somewhere they say at the end of it, it's not like a class where they just let you go or whatever. They kind of tell you, hey, you you can do this or not. Okay. So. You know, I was doing it just to get another little skill set. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, and something to do. It was nice to be at the house, actually. Yeah. It's you weird. being over here and having this accent and all that. I, I, You would get cast and stuff, I would imagine. Yeah, I just never... It was one of those things because 
I, I just realized, like, even when we're talking about therapy and stuff, it was like acting. Is, I mean, comedy took me a while to get to because of the same reason, but I always thought that was for other people. Okay. I always thought I see people acting, even my friends right now who are in commercials or on TV and all that. Like, it's taken me a while to be like, oh, I can just do that. Of course you can. There's no secret to it. Nope. It's the same with comedy. For years, I was always like, how can I do that? And it's just like, you just give yourself permission and you go and you yeah. fucking do it. And as much work you put in, as much as much work you get out. I mean, that's what that guy was saying last night. He's like, listen, you know, it's a brave thing to try and be an actor because it's a hard world. Mm-hmm. And one actually thing that I found very interesting about acting last night that got me kind of excited about it was it's very hard to, because he was trying to get us to be, do a range of emotions. Yeah. He was trying to get us to say words that didn't really mean anything to you, but he was trying to do it. Like he'd be like, okay, see, say these words, but be happy, be sad, be fearful. And changing the, and I have quite a, just a very monotone, one tone, no expression. When he told me to be happy. I was like, and I was sitting there trying to be happy. He's like, no, 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 like, you know, be, and I was like, this is, this is me happy. You're like, I'm from Glasgow. This is it. I know, but, but this was an interesting thing because he said, people forget that you're an actor, you're paid to be happy. If you're a role that's supposed to be happy, then you're supposed to just turn it on. So you're, so you have to get in your feelings. You have to figure out how to be happy, how to turn Mm -hmm. it on. So it, it makes you think about your own range of emotions and, and it is very, I mean, acting, I think, may be one of the hardest professions to do well because essentially acting looks easy. It does. Anyone mm-hmm. who's amazing at acting makes it look like, but yeah. it's very difficult. Of course. And, oh yeah, sure, it's not physically, like, you're not fucking down a mine chipping away, but like he was, this guy was saying, he's like, it affected my relationship sometimes because like I'd be playing like a really depressed guy in the theater for six months. Yeah. So for six months, I got to be in this head of a depressed guy or whatever. So it's like my relationships suffer. and But that's that's part of it. So it got me excited because it made me feel like more, uh, my therapist was telling me to do it more because it helps you connect with yourself. and okay. being pre- You have to be present to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And being present is the, the state that you need to be in that's the, the, the good state to be in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's difficult. So that's, and you, and that, that usually something like that, years ago I'd have done that class and been like, fuck that, it's too, I don't want to do it. But now I'm like, okay, this is hard. I want to do this, you know what I mean? So Yeah, but it's something to sink your teeth into and work on. Yeah. And, and you've been talking about it for a long time, so I think it's great you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, Listen, I think to myself recently, especially, I mean, I mean, obviously with all this going on, it's like everyone has dreamt of being a, an actor or a comedian or a yeah. whatever, right? But nobody ever really does it because they don't think they can or they don't give themselves permission. And now I think to myself, well, why the fuck not? <laughs> well, why the fuck not? I know. Like, what have I got to lose? Yeah, absolutely. I can, still, I can still work. Yeah. It's not going to affect my job. 
Yeah, or maybe I'm not going to get a fucking Oscar, but you'll experience, and it's, it's not even about whatever you're doing acting, but it's like, it's another experience in life so that yeah. when, you know, finally when you're on your deathbed, you're not looking back and being like, ah, I should have tried to be more creative. I mean, that's, you know, and I both know from doing shows and doing comedy, every night you'll come off the stage, every single night guaranteed. And one fella, usually a fella, will come up to talk to you. And within three seconds, I'd love, my friends always tell me I'm funny and I should do this and I'd love to do stand-up comedy. And I, I just, oh geez, I don't know. And I'd love to do it every night. Every night when I do a show, someone will come and say they want to do it. And I sit there and I go, well, why haven't you done it? Oh geez, no, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, and I don't understand carrying that around in you of there's something I want to do. You've one bleeding crack at this. You've one life. You've one chance to do everything you want. Why wouldn't you try? Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. So, I mean, I understand it because I was very much like that for my whole life. But the thing is, it's, it's, it depends. It's like where you grew up. It's a society thing. It is. Um, because if you grew up around a bunch of actors, then it's very natural to do that. Yes. If you grew up around your mom and dad who worked in a factory and they, you know, and, and it's working class and all that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I'm gonna fucking. Count. I want to get a, I want to get a photo of Barry. Hold, hold Barry up. <laughs> Barry raging. <laughs> now, um, yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. It's like Billy Elliot. It's like that movie Billy Elliot. Now, my son, who is 13 and came out last year, and all the rest of it, he's choosing his classes for high school. He had to choose them today. And so his two, you're allowed to choose, you have your core classes and then you can choose two electives that you want to do. There's business, there's tech, there's all this. He has chosen drama and uh, singing. There is two classes. And I was like, well, they're two arts. You're going to do two arts. He goes, I asked my teacher, am I allowed to choose two arts? And they said, well, no one usually does that. But yeah, you can if you want. And so he, it's hilarious. I'm watching him. He's 13 and he's like, I want to be a pop star. And I'm like, have you written any songs? He's written about 90 songs, he tells me. He's got a book full of songs. I bought him a guitar for his birthday. He never even bloody picked it up. But anyway, he, he wants to sing. He does vocal lessons. He does drama classes. And I'm kind of like, well, do you know what? Off you go. And if something comes of it, something comes of it. Great. But if it doesn't, just like have a backup plan. Um, but it's, it, but you see, this is the thing. This is the thing that people need to stop doing to their kids. You need to stop telling them that they can't do that. My dad yeah. did that. When I was choosing my electives, I wanted to do French, I wanted to do art, I wanted to do history, I wanted to do all the creative stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no, you need to do, and he was like, maths, physics, computing, all the shit that I hated and was bad at. Mm -hmm. He's like, to, so that you could get a, a job or go to university, even though he never did any of that shit either, right? So I did that because he made me not, he made me think that being creative was a bad thing. That it wasn't a real career. Everything, everything that you enjoy in life is from a creative source. Yeah. So, so you know, you, you should, I mean, I'm not telling you how to parent, but like, just like, just let your kids do, if they want to do it, let them do it. And if they fail, they fail, but don't tell them like, ah, well, you can always get a job if you want. Just go, no, go for it. 100%. Yeah. Don't fucking look back. If you just go right in, because I wish someone said that to me when I was 13. Yeah, no. I just know. said, you know what? Just fucking go for it. Because that yeah. makes me angry. It makes me fucking angry that my dad 
and also just like society and environment and all that people were like yeah you can't i remember telling my dad that i was going to culinary school and he's like what would you want to do that for keep it as a hobby you don't want to work as that blah 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 my dad worked in a fucking factory for 30 years i don't know where he thought he was in the right to fucking tell me how to fucking do you know what i mean i know i I think people can give opinions on stuff that it's their own issue that they're not dealing with and i'm not old enough to recognize that yet yeah yeah that was the problem so I would, I, if I ever meet, I mean, I mean, if you'd have met me a few years ago, I'd maybe say that like five or six before comedy, I might have been in the same mindset, right? Mm. And I get that mindset, but now I don't. I'm kind of away from that mindset. And I just, anyone who's doing anything creative or artistic, it doesn't matter if you're fucking 70 years old. I keep thinking to myself, oh, I'm 40. I can't be an actor. I'm no. too, too old. But then I'm like, who's saying that? Yes. That's not I me. I, 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 want to do it mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that's not me that's external voices it's like no you're too old uh you're not talented enough you're never gonna have you're never gonna do it and but the thing is you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow so and especially in these times it's like so go for what you want to go for yeah because yeah. If, as long as you pay your rent and do whatever else your bill yeah if that's making you happy today that's what you should be doing today. You're denying yourself the life that you want. And in, that's in, the living in the present that you're Yeah, and it's living about. in the present and going deep within yourself and asking your, your, your sort of inner child and your authentic self, what yeah. is it you, you want to do? You know what I mean? But it yeah. runs deep because I always hear those voices in my head of my dad or whoever, mm-hmm. the negative voices of, you know, like, you know, when I was wanting to do comedy and, people just kind of like, yeah, you know, you want to, you know, just kind of mocking you a little bit. And it's like, we like all, every single person that we know, doesn't matter who they are in your family or whoever, they all love, they all love comedy, they all love music, they all love art, they love technology, they love everything. All the stuff that they love in their life comes from art. There's no one that doesn't like art. Mm -hmm. I like to meet them. I like to meet that person because that doesn't they don't exist yeah art should be more encouraged than fucking any other shit you go to fucking university and do maths what are you gonna do just fucking teach maths yeah i mean well you could do other shit right but like (laughs) but i mean what i'm saying is but you know how many people who are lawyers or finance guys who did it because of their parents yeah how many engineers are doing comedy now i know like five because They, they tried to please their parents and they wanted a job with security and then they, they get the job, they get the money, they get success, they get that success and there's a massive hole inside of them because they never went for it. So then they're 30, 30, they're doing improv classes, they're trying to film, yeah. they're trying to do creative stuff. We're all creative people, but we're just fucking beat down to fucking... Anyway, so I mean... I know you're supposed to conform to society and make all that it, it kind of It makes me fucking shit. mad, Fiona. I know. I know it thing. does. It, it really, um, and I still struggle with it. And I'm like, I need trying to give yourself permission to do that shit is it's, uh, it's hard. And, mm-hmm. and now when I, with this lockdown, I'm like, well, when, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, I spent the last however many years not giving myself permission, not believing in myself, not believing in any talent or work ethic that I have that I could do this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, fuck, 
But that being said, I was like, well, you know, you just keep going. You learn and But at least you're at least you're working on it now. Like yes. I find that amazing. A lot of people our age would be like, ah, I'm too old now, I'm not getting into any of that. Ah, Jesus, I'll just whatever and I'll work and get me pension and all that. I mean, I started comedy when I was about thirty-eight. And I've been writing for a couple of years, but not doing anything with it. That's crazy how you're 38, but you're 37. You've been doing comedy six years. You're 38 years no, old. No, no. <laughs> I, I was writing. I was, oh, that, I wish I was 37. <laughs> um, but I, so I was writing, but I didn't get up on stage or go into Second City and start physically doing it until I turned 40. Something yeah. about turning 40. But even that, I don't like... The likes of yuck yucks and that kind of stuff. Some people won't take you because you're over 40. And I think I experienced that. The other side of that is I get plenty of private gigs and I get plenty of other bookings. So I'm okay, but you do face that discrimination and that ageism, especially women, especially mm. you're used to seeing older male comics. They're, for the females, you know, there's a few, but it's usually all these new fresh little bunnies coming out because they look good on stage or they're going to be talking about their vaginas and all that kind of shit. Um, and I see that. I absolutely see that here. And I see it in Ireland too. Um, the, it, as a woman doing comedy and being a little bit older, it's a struggle. So you have to be top of your game and coming out with good stuff. I feel like I, you churn out more um, because you kind of nearly have to prove yourself. But then I say to myself, well, hang on, who are the people that are coming to shows and will buy tickets? They're women my age. They're women who've had kids. They're women who are in their 40s or 50s or 60s that have been through a divorce, that have gone through immigration or have raised their kids or they're started a new life and all this. Um, so there's a huge market out there for people who want to hear my comedy or an older woman's comedy. And even I don't even like saying an older woman. That's I just you're mean, not old women, you start saying that. You're not old women. But this is it. In some people's eyes, I am. I'm not. I know I'm a bleeding ride. You know? Exactly, all these 60-year-old men <laughs> trying to fucking get in your pants, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're fucking old. But, that, but that's, that's the thing. So <laughs> that's society... Because I still think that. I'm like, I, I actually did that the last couple of days. I'm like, should I just like quit comedy and just do my pie business? Because, in fact, my fucking uncle said this to me. Um... Recently, I was talking to him, and he said this. I wasn't even talking about it. He goes, he said, uh, what do you say? He goes, uh, you know, you, you, I can't remember how, why we're talking. He goes, he goes you, he's never seen me do comedy. He doesn't know anything about me mm -hmm. that way. He goes, yeah, you've probably gone as far as you can with comedy, so you should probably just concentrate on the business side. You, you think, right? So this was a guy, when I was younger, I thought it was like a cool uncle, right? Mm -hmm. But and he's a decent guy, but he's that he still has that mentality, right? So yeah. I even as he said that, the young me, the twelve year old, thirteen year old me, was like, Oh, he's right. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, Oh no, he's fucking spent his days boozing away and doing shitty jobs. So you're just projecting Yeah. He's projecting he, his fears onto you. Yeah, and like honestly, like feeling that it's like Listen, I don't need a million quid. I just need my rent paid. If I'm going out and doing comedy every night yeah. and I've got an acting gig and I'm having fun, I can pay my rent and I can afford decent food and I'm not, and even if I'm struggling, I'd rather be struggling and going and out every night, every night and doing comedy 
and because when I was making a lot of money last year doing pies, but comedy wasn't really going on, I had all this money, right? Not not trying to brag or anything. I was pretty wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Three figures in the bank, right? And um, but I was like, oh, I don't. It doesn't. It's like oh, I, oh, now I can buy stuff. Yeah. For what to fill? It wasn't. What? It wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. It's good to pay your bills. It's like me when I was going out and doing my part-time job before I released the album. I'm standing in stores for four hours doing demos, asking people to try potato starch. It's an absolute pain in the arse, but I did it because you have to pay your bills. Yeah, and you have to be, that's part of being an adult. You have to be responsible, pay your bills, make sure you have everything taken care of and, and do your art that you love or the career that you want to do or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, it's fucking, it's annoying, but it's one of those, it's, it's just one of those things you have to just keep remembering. And it's like, I mean, how many, that's why I think that's why you ever see people who are um, in their fifties and sixties and they're always fucking raging. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you know, the ones that are always complaining. They're on a Facebook community group. Oh, some, some dog left uh, their, their toilet outside of my grass again. And they're like, or they're moaning about yeah. kids running up and down on skateboards. Yeah. Miserable. But that's that's what it is. The reason why they're like that is because they've lost their lust for life because they never went for what they went for. And then they see, and they just get miserable about uh, everything yeah. else. Yeah. Or they were gay not, and had to marry a woman. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault because yeah. that's how society tried to make us. But yeah. But then if you see guys who are 50, 60, 70, who are into like, uh, you know, health and they're doing, yeah. uh, they're doing good stuff. Yoga. Job and all that. They mm-hmm. fucking, they're a grand laugh. You know, they're older, but they're, they're having a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I anyway. Know. We're, we're an but, hour in. Okay. Well, yeah. Will you feed that bloody cat? I'm going to fucking feed her to the fucking raccoons in a minute. <laughs> Well, thank you to anyone for listening and um, like and subscribe. I don't even know how people do that, but like and subscribe our podcast, Cracking Up. Share it as well. Tell people about it. Tell people and share it. I know know, um, Tanya said she was going to tell people. So tell people about it if they want to hear our our lovely Lilton tones once a week. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. So like, it's like one of those things. It's like lockdown. You're getting frustrated. We're having like we're trying to have a good time. Trying to have a good time. And I a lovely thing to do is I used to love looking on do you remember years ago where you would watch something on television and it was like a sweet factory? And it would be a huge production line of how they'd make chocolate or a huge production line of how they make sweets, right? <laughs> you're laughing at me, you're like the edibles kitchen. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm anyway. just imagine you high watching people make sweets. I would love, I would love to be parked in a, in a Cadbury's factory just watching millions of dairy milk fly by me and being put into their squares, into their wrappers, right? But that kind of, so the, yesterday I was getting pissed off with the lockdowns and everything and I, I did, went and got my groceries, did my walk, right? That's it for the day. Look after the kids, cook, clean, laundry, all the rest. And I was like, what cheers me up? And so I started looking at YouTube videos of either Pimple Popper, oh. which, I, which I love, <laughs> And then the other thing, people making cakes. This is amazing videos of people oh, making yeah, cakes. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a good thing. 
So if everyone's fed up, go and look at people making cakes and do and, an edible. Okay, I want to say this because everyone, I think we've, um, I think this is important. I'm trying to tell everyone this. We're talking about the creative stuff and denying yourself creative, creativity, yeah. creativity, creativity. Anyway. Oh Jesus. Um, creativity. Oh, fuck Jesus Christ. Creativity. Oh, there you go. Um, in lockdown. Yeah. Think about that. What you would? What have you always denied yourself? Mm-hmm. Can you start doing it in lockdown? I don't mean professionally. I don't mean any good. Do you want to start drawing? Do you yeah. want to start getting your health in gear? Do you want to start writing some jokes? Do you want to just yeah. do it? Just give yourself write a, write a novel, do a short right. story. Just give yourself permission. And also, if you do it, tell people, share it online. Because tell people you're doing stuff. Yeah. Don't be don't be scared. Don't be don't be shy. Anyway, have a nice week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Maybe we'll be best. We'll, uh, uh, Fiona will be sober and I'll be less raging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this cat will be fucking fed before we do this next time. She'll be barred from your room. Oh, Jesus Christ. If she wasn't so warm at night, I'd fucking get rid of her. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>